The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the Western world, we have the highest divorce rates of any country. 60% of men and 50% of women are sleeping with someone other than their spouse. What does this mean? Welcome to Contract for Love with your host, Lori J. You'll learn to look at marriage a whole different way, or even not at all. Now, here is Lori J. Good afternoon. Lori J. here with you on Voice America. And today we are talking Contract for Love, a show based on my book, Don't get married, get a five-year contract. I wrote this book because I do believe in long-term loving relationships, but only without the ceremony. Contract for Love, to me, is a beneficial movement better suited for those relationships in the now. So, speaking of the now, I'll just give you a quick background on myself. I have been working in the psychic realm, doing many different metaphysical modalities, including guiding my clients, whether personally, in couples, or in groups, on how to combine our sexuality, spirituality, and the earth plane existence. I have been living, learning, and loving for over 25 years, culminating in my dream come true of talking to you through internet radio. So now let's get to our show. Today I have with me another one of my wonderful friends, and her name, Kelly Piscopo. And so what I would like to do is have Kelly tell you a little bit about herself before we get started. Hi, Lori. It's good to be back and chatting with you. As we said, my name is Kelly Piscopo. I'm a single mom. I have two beautiful kids. I have been married six times. Yes, count them six. I did not beat out Elizabeth Taylor, but I tried really hard. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, I have a little bit of experience in that don't get married, get a five-year contract. My longest marriage was 10 years, so I outlasted that five-year contract. But, uh, you know, it was really interesting uh, walking through that and having kids as well and being able to balance relationships, kids, and all the things you go through when you have a breakup. Well, one thing I want to ask you, Kelly, is five years, or excuse me, five marriages, one Mm -hmm. remarriage. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. And why, Kelly, why? (laughs) Yeah, I'm not entirely (laughs) sure if it wasn't my grandmother's voice in the back of my head going, you need to meet a nice Italian boy and get married, and that was like the ultimate goal for, you know. (laughs) For an Italian girl. For an Italian girl. Um, so maybe that was in the back of my head. Um, I can honestly say that I love being in love. Um, I loved all of them immensely <laughs> when I married them. Um, it was amazing how quickly uh, love can change um, and how quickly people can change when for some reason they sign that marriage certificate and um, then I think people start stop applying themselves or stop trying so hard. 
And we were talking about that, and we were talking about that uh, a lot, actually, on the way over here. And we were talking about how people, when they do get married, like you stated, things just, something happens. No matter how Mm -hmm. long they've been living together, once they would do that ceremony, things just would happen. Things Mm -hmm. would start to fall apart within six months, even though they may have been living together for 10 years. Mm -hmm. So, and, And a lot of that, and that we discussed, and you can definitely, um, you know, add to this, is my feeling, what I have in the book, my feeling is that when you're choosing to be together, Mm -hmm. instead of somebody saying, you are now together forever, and people getting the feeling that they have security in that. Yeah, I think it makes you complacent and lazy. You forget how to really cherish the person that you're with. You know, we forget that tomorrow's not promised to anybody. And in marriage, I think it gives you this false sense of comfort, like that person is going to be there forever. That person could you know, wake up dead, as we say, tomorrow. <laughs> and, you know, um, it's the same thing. You know, we need to be present in every single moment and be aware of our partnerships uh, and all our relationships and give what we can. Now, 100% isn't always happening every day. There are some days when we can't give 100%, and that's where that partnership, I think, comes in. But then we, then, but then there's the honesty of the relationship of this is how I am without makeup. This is how I am <laughs> when I wake up in the morning. This is, you know, how things are looking right now. Do you love me? Yeah. <laughs> and are you choosing to be with me today? And have this honesty kind of fun, hu- you know, humor. You have to have a sense of humor. Oh, absolutely. In a, in yeah. a relationship. And to also, like you were saying, that it's really wise for us to think about the fact that they, you know, your partner, no matter who they are, and then it happens in friendships, families, whatever mm-hmm. a relationship is, you may lose that relationship in one moment mm-hmm. from now. And so show how you feel now, respect, love, and compassion. Mm-hmm. That, to me, are the three main components. And But like we were saying, I, you know, it's just not necessary to me, mm-hmm. of course, and for people who have read my book, no, it's just not necessary for me to see that marriage, um, you know, ceremony. And and one thing we were saying, and you can you can also make um, you know talk to that, is how we have to do things because government says so. When it comes to we right. we can't choose who we want to leave things to, so to speak. We think we can, but you have to have this marriage certificate, this legal unbinding, yeah, piece yeah. of paper that instructs people. Yeah, it, it's another one of. Um, the programming issues that we keep talking about and how our society is programmed to, like, you know, my grandmother, the thing that you need to do is get married and have a good life and, and do that. Um, same thing like we teach our kids, you know, get a good job. Why set up people for programming when there's so much more than that? You need to do what works for you, not works for society as a whole. I know that sounds... Um, but we th- we have to start thinking in more revolutionary terms. Absolutely. You know, we have to start thinking. We were talking about you can't even choose your job because if, it, if you choose a job that's outside the norm, so to speak, we were just talking about that, mm-hmm. how... You you can't do that because you, if you need if you want that job you have to get a government grant mm-hmm. because there's no other way to make money doing something that would be very very important mm-hmm. and so it's like 
wait a minute, what's wrong with this picture? And we really do as a society have to look at things from a different point of view, a different perspective almost mm. every moment, every day. Absolutely. Uh, and see what can we do to make these changes. And, you know, we don't have to wait for government to pass laws. Oh, good God. You know, what we can do is say, okay, here we are as a society. Number one, I would love if they stopped getting married and just live together and make it you know, make it happen with contracts and, you know, go to a lawyer, get a contract, you know, whatever. Right. And, um, but also when you're working with what you want to do for a living, your career, Mm -hmm. why do, why can't we not have those choices? Why do they, you know, what can we do to change that? Well, I I think we're, we're coming into a time where we're recognizing that there are choices and we do not have to follow these broken paradigms that no longer work and don't serve purpose. Um, you can just look at the animal kingdom. There are some animals that are monogamous and mate for life, but most animals do not. And look at the uh, lion, for example. You know, he has several mates. Um, so forcing ourselves into a specific role that we may not be comfortable with because that seems to be what everybody else does or what's expected of us. I mean, for me, I think it was more the expectation of this is how you do that. Um, It's time to step out of that and to look at ourselves and say, hey, does does this really work? (laughs) And if it doesn't, what works for me? And, you know, another thing we can, I I wouldn't mind um, really discussing this with you because... I know you're coming from a place of being <laughs> having so many marriages and things like that. But um, we, I would like us to look at the fact that we do not have to worry about the children. Uh, you know, my, my first question I always get is, but what about the children? Oh, you mean the people the who children, stay married for know, 18 years, years until the kids grow the up? The children, yeah. you know, they can't live without a two- you know, to be a parent household. And it's like, do you know how many one parent households there are? And that their divorce rate is, is yeah, it's more just outrageous. Now. And so there's many things that we can do to help the children. Oh, absolutely. And because that is a that is really a necessary situation. But a lot of what's happened too is that society is leaving our children out of a lot of things. They talk about well, we've got to take care of the children, number one, and then they will, all of a sudden, there's no food for the kids to eat, you mm-hmm. know, things that are really end up in serious situations. That's a whole nother show. We're not going to go <laughs> to that one. But I just had to make that comment. Um, but talk to us a little bit about, because you had children. Yep. So talk to us a little bit about how did you handle that? I think each kid, well, I know each kid is very different. So it's important to spend the time with your child, especially when you're going through a situation where there's going to be a change in your family structure. Um, kids need to, and we all need to feel secure and safe. Um, so for my kids, I was just really honest and spoke to them in language that they could understand. Um, fortunately, uh, I have a really great relationship with my daughter's dad, and he's actually a better parent now that we've gotten divorced than he was when we were together. 
again, that marriage contract thing seems to make you complacent. Um, you know, he thought he had all the time in the world to spend with his daughter. And when we divorced, he realized that that time was indeed precious. And so now when he spends time with her, uh, it's just really great to see their relationship. So just because you get a divorce too doesn't mean there has to be this animosity. Yeah, we had things that were tenuous in the beginning but when you realize that the focus is that child and what your behaviors are doing to that child because your feelings are hurt or your heart is broken or none of those things matter in the long run you know hearts heal we all go on and continue and uh, if we focus on our kids and give them the security and and tell them all the time how much they are loved and especially that it's not their fault. Kids like to take the blame a lot of times when there's a breakup in the family. And it's important to keep an open dialogue. I found that with my ex-husband and myself, when we actually sat down together to speak with her, it gave her a very secure feeling. And there was none of that talking back and forth behind dad's back or behind mom's back or spying and things like that that go on when you do split up. Um, I'm not saying that it never happened, but we addressed it in a calm and civilized way. And if things got to be a little heated, we'd take a 24-hour or 48-hour break. And so you have to find what works for you. But my focus really um, with my daughter was artwork. She liked to draw. And sometimes with young children, it's very difficult for them to express. So giving them outlets, clay to pound on if they're angry, colors to draw. Um, we work a lot with crystals and incense. Aromatherapy is really powerful for kids. My daughter likes to make incense, and she uses a lot of lavender, which is calming, and rose. So allow them to explore their feelings and give them outlets that are healthy to express what they're going through. And I think that's the key. Absolutely. And it doesn't matter as long as you both are in the picture and taking care of your children. The main thing is to make sure that you're both participating in a way that's healthy for the child and you don't need a marriage certificate to do that. Oh, absolutely not. Always, you know, make ways and and what what I have talked about is contracting. And in contracts, what you would do is put everything down on paper Mm -hmm. while you're in love. When it's While so good, you're in right? love, before you know, before you even have the children, mm-hmm. it's a matter of okay. Um, oh, I love you! I love you! Okay, now we're going to have a relationship, and then what we're going to do is talk about. Oh well, I love you, and you love me, so we're just going to have three children, and everything's going to be wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And so that's the time if you're feeling that wonderful about each other. That's the time to write the contract for the children. Absolutely. And then as the children, then when you have the children, you can allow the children to participate in Mm -hmm. the contract. Yep. Because everybody in the family, because you're still a family, you don't have to be married to be a family. You're a family. Exactly. So then as as the contract is, as you're starting to near towards that, you all of a sudden realize, okay, well, now we've got three other children. <laughs> we have to update you know, our We contract. better uh, update. And the children can participate. Absolutely. Because that's what a true family is, is participation between all the needs 
and desires of the family? And how can we work to the best of our ability to bring that together for all of us? And so this can be a tremendously loving relationship. And when I see you and your daughter and your ex-husband, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. Yeah, it is. It's really great. We laugh about how it's like, well, this would have been really great to be able to do when we were married. But again, <laughs> you know, th- life happens. But we did when we uh, first discussed having my daughter, I was very set on homeschooling her and certain things that. I really wanted for my daughter. Um, and before we had her, we discussed that. And still to this day, even though we've been through a divorce and we've had a lot of changes in our household and income-wise, um, he still supports me homeschooling her. And I do that while I go to school as well. And so having that support system, having that kind of agreement, yeah, we disagree on some things, but we don't disagree in front of her. Mm -hmm. We work it out, and then we come together um, as a family. Again, just because we're not married, um, we have this really great family cohesiveness now. We do more things together now than we did before. Um, We're more allowing and tolerant of each other now that we're not married. Mm -hmm. So it's just the whole dynamic is really interesting, and I'm glad to have him as a best friend for both myself and my daughter. Isn't that wonderful? It is. That's really a great thing. And you are in school, and you are your. What is your you? What you think your degree may be? Yeah. What do I want to be when I grow up? Yeah. I really would love to get into special education as my major. Um, That's what I'm working on now is education. Um, But I believe in holistic education. I I think that we need to incorporate mind, body, and spirit into what we teach our children. Um, Currently, I have huge disagreements with the system of Common Core that's in place. Um, I have some learning disabilities myself, which is why I really want to work with kids that have special needs because they're really not disabilities. It's just a different ability to see things in a way that other people don't see things. So I'd like to bring that in and uh, see what I can do about ushering in a new education system for our children so that they can blossom. Oh, wouldn't that be wonderful? I think so. <clears throat> so different from what we see today as far as um, children being, uh, you know, put into the situation of a large classroom still and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, very, it's very difficult. And when you think of homeschooling, sometimes people just think, well, you've got different religious beliefs. And that really doesn't have to be a part of that at all. No. It has everything to do with what do you want to see your children learn. And so right now. I believe it's time to have a few sips of tea and honey. And afterward, let us ask our guest more about how does she really feel that we need to put forth for our children to learn. Back in a breath and a sip. Visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Visit LoriJ.com to find out more about Lori J and her services as a psychic intuitive reader and past lives channel. Be sure to pick up Lori J's book, Don't Get Married, Get a Five-Year Contract, available on Amazon.com. With cheating and the divorce rate so high, why not look at commitment and marriage from a different point of view? You'll view relationships in a whole new light. One that you've probably never thought of before. Don't get married, get a five-year contract. 
Find out more at LoriJ.com. Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio. Because shift happens. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Contract for Love. To reach Lori J. or her guest, please call toll-free 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Lori J. at LoriJ.com. Now, back to Contract for Love. Good afternoon. Lori J. here with Kelly Piscopo. And we are here discussing contracts for love, along with talking about children and how children play a role in the uh, breakup of marriages. But we were talking during the break, and we decided we talked a little bit about that, but we got to move on to something else. And so Kelly and I were talking about the games people play when they're married <laughs> and how much more fun it is to for us right now to talk about that because we're feeling kind of fun today. And so let's talk about that, Kelly. All the fun marriage games. Yes, oh, where does the games, it start? Yeah. You know, in the beginning, it's all, you know, the flowers and the romance and things like that. I'm a little... Oh, wait, we got to sing. Oh, we got to sing? And we got to... What are you singing? We... Oh, oh no, 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 no! You don't, you don't bring me flowers anymore. Yeah, then go buy your own flowers. <laughs> That's what I figured I would do, and it's just, and then they go, oh, and then they feel guilty because you didn't buy them flowers, and there's that whole game. But uh, yeah, I happen, you know, every time I got flowers, <clears throat> excuse me, I was married twice. And every time I got flowers, even though and it was on occasions, it was like mm-hmm. I would feel like this really doesn't do anything. All I have to do is keep saying, oh, they're so nice. They're so nice. They're so beautiful. And I have to keep saying that. And it's like, why? Don't send the damn flowers, okay? I don't want to have to keep telling you how wonderful you are when I really don't feel like that. Yeah, I, I have this, this thing crazy. with flowers, too. And you can ask <laughs> all crazy. of my exes, don't get me flowers. Because no. that means you feel bad about something. So if you feel bad about something, we should talk about this and not just give me flowers and just be like, is this okay? Talk? Talk? Talk, talk? right. Let's Actually, talk. discuss, talk. right, discuss something, you know. Um, yeah, and I have this thing about roses, too. I love roses. I think they're beautiful. I enjoy mm-hmm. their frequency. However... Mm-hmm. They're kind of the standard thing that a guy gets, oh, I'm in trouble, grab her some roses. Yeah. Oh, it's her birthday, grab her some roses. Oh, it's her anniversary, grab her some roses. Can we put a little effort into this? guy? I happen to like daisies um, better than roses, and they're also cheaper. So, you know, find out what she likes, find out what he likes, do little things for each other. Um, we do that in the beginning, 
And I think as we get bogged down with work and things like that, and then, of course, when you have kids, it gets really busy, but it doesn't really take long. Five seconds, you can be anywhere. You don't even have to spend any money. Pick a weed, a dandelion, and make a wish on the little fuzzy feathers that the dandelion has. Oh, how sweet that exactly. is. Exactly. So there that's are things sweet. we can do well, that's that because, don't cost money. And that's something that goes, you know, things that we've talked about uh, in the past with um, the uh, with my guests are how quickly sex leaves the marriage. And what happens is we don't have foreplay every, you know, during the whole day. Right. We, you know, uh, hold on, I'm going to be messing with this mic, so I'm sorry. Okay. Um, when we're doing, when we're together, it starts at breakfast, okay, if you're together at breakfast. If you're not together, well, when you start, when you start out on the date, so to speak, mm -hmm. you have got to start with the niceties, the niceties of the touch, the senses. How do you smell? Are you clean? <laughs> I can't even tell you. Oh, morning no, dragon breath. Yeah, no, please. no, don't go. No, don't even go there. <laughs> <laughs> but the men that think that it's perfectly okay not to take a shower. Yeah, that's no, not no, that's house. not. No, that is not acceptable. So men. Get get uh, to be acceptable. So water. <laughs> Except, yes. So y y there's always time for a quick shower. Okay, and and if you have to, just get in there <laughs> with them and show them how to do well, it. Well, that and I think that that would work out quite well. Yeah. No. That's so awesome. you know that's what we we have to start looking at these things because these are the things that start to irritate you during marriage, mm -hmm. and nobody talks about it. Nobody talks about it. Well, you think I. I think what it is is that you expect it to somehow get worse and you accept that um, instead of trying to bring back some of the passion and, and some of that uh, in-loveness that you are when you first meet somebody. Uh, I'm a little bit brutal. You know, my ex-husband, when I met him, I entered the door in no makeup and sweatpants <laughs> and I was studying for a final. And uh, yeah, so... Oh my gosh! And he still loved you enough to go out on a second date. He was a brave it? soul, oh, real yes. brave. He must have. Ooh. <laughs> well, that's a. But that you know, sometimes that might work out better is to show them the real you right off the bat. You know, but there's you know when we're when we're working on relationships, which most people you know that's their main questions when they come in for readings and things like that. You know, how do we how do we get this to work? And uh, a lot of uh, married couples that I helped guide, and that's how I know so many of the things I know, is because they told me. Mm -hmm. Not together, of course. And then I had to pull them together to get them to talk about it because they, for some reason, they could talk to every single person outside of the marriage Except or the relationship about. And yeah, exactly. And so, what were some of the things that you were maybe you know could have been improved in? those relationships or were they just sort of doomed from the be you know beginning how do you feel that all comes together retrospectively you know hindsight's always 2020 yes, of so and looking back on them really it's what we talked about communication is key and being able to talk with each other not at each other mm -hmm. and a lot of times in relationship when your feelings are hurt the things that come out of your mouth are not necessarily sweet nothings anymore. Um, so that sets up, you know, a wall in between two people. 
So that's why in your case, you know, as a medium and helping people, they come to you and you kind of have to be the go-between. Um, it would be really great if the person that we shared our body with would be somebody that we could share our heart with. And I think that that's the big problem in relationships as well. Whatever kind of relationship is that we've become guarded and jaded. And if you withhold or are in fear, that's what's going to permeate your relationship. There'll always be that fear there. You have well, to be secure in yourself. Well, there's a fear that he that y- your partner's going to walk away. And if your partner's going to walk away, it, your partner's going to walk away. Yeah, they do that. I'm still here. But you, you know, the thing is is this is the fear that a lot of women have that are not um thinking outside the box so to speak. They're going they're still in the whole area of well if i if i have a ring on my finger that means that, whole that he's yeah he's property. going to be fine he's going to he's going to be mine forever Ever. and the forever word is not it doesn't exist it doesn't exist exactly it's it's this illusion we're fed unfortunately it's the disney story of life Yay! and they lived happily the ever, ever after. after i bought into that girlfriend i love cinderella we all bought oh into that oh my god you you know, you that know. was, oh, that is so cool, Cinderella. Right. It was you always know? the be-all to the end-all. Yeah. And then the prince comes and kisses Sleeping Beauty and she awakens. But they never show what happens after that. <laughs> yeah. You notice that's where all those stories end. That's why they can say at that point, and they lived happily ever after, because the ever after is the very beginning of the relationship. I like to see what Cinderella was doing 10, 15 years down the road when she had three kids in the castle and was chasing them all around, and the prince was off hunting and didn't come back. And they don't talk about that part in fairy tales. And then he says, Here, honey, skin it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Trapes in his dirty boots throughout the house where she just cleaned up, you know. And then she's supposed to just sing like she always does. Yes. Yeah, so I think it's just a matter of, like you said, having a sense of humor. We all do stuff that's annoying. Um, so cut cut each other some slack, too. Well, can, can I ask you, because you are definitely younger than I am, even though I'm only 27. Um, yeah. <laughs> you're younger than I am. And so what do you, what are you seeing in people who, because you're with college students all the time, mm-hmm. what kind of attitudes are going on out there about, you know, love and marriage and that that you're picking up on? It's really interesting. It's kind of very split. You have um, a lot of people who are really devoted to that relationship thing, um, but I see those people more devoted to that codependency of the relationship thing and not necessarily the healthy relationship. But um, a lot of people now, you know, it's no longer living in sin. So a lot of people live together now and do quite well. In the pagan arena, we have something that we do called hand fasting, where you promise yourself like a contract for a year and a day. And at the year and a day, when that's over, you reevaluate and decide if you want to be together again. And if so, you come up with the next contract. I think a year and a day is something that we can all kind of handle. Yes. Yes. And and then you can also make decisions on whether or not you want to um, have children. And, you know, During that year, you can start to figure out a lot of the things that are working for or against you. We're laughing here because I have n- I'm have i having so many problems with my microphone. 
It's just crazy. So I apologize if you've heard some banging around as I'm trying to move it around, trying to get into the correct spot, but it's not happening. Okay, let's get back to the subject matter. Yeah. <laughs> it's just really Difficulties tough Difficulties with mine. I'm hoping that my audience can, or our audience can hear me uh, well. Okay, Kelly, when you, when, so you are seeing more people just living together and not oh, really going into or for the marriage idea. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. And they'll do things like say that they're married or they'll have rings that they wear. But um, as far as making it a legal commitment, the only people I know that are really gung ho on making that legal commitment right now is all my gay friends. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, I know. And we were at we we were at um, just we uh, there's a wonderful um, spot that you can go to in Phoenix that's both gay and straight. And Kelly and I were there. And we were talking to a lot of people, just chit-chatting away because I love getting all kinds of opinions. And uh, I'd have I talked to a few, and they'd go, "No, I don't want to get married." No, and then you talk to an, uh, some others. Oh, they're in the same. A lot of gay men are still in the same headspace that women. Yeah, we were all fed the same story of happily ever after. And so now that they're able to do that, they get to to live the dream (laughs) slash nightmare, too. I just can't wait to see what's going to happen 10 years from now when when gay marriages start to dissolve like hetero marriages do. And that that courtroom drama should be really interesting. (laughs) Love to be a courtroom stenographer then. And then, unfortunately, that might be happening, uh, and because of all, you know, because of the dream that people have made marriage out to be, and mm. it's not a dream. Well, I think we have unrealistic expectations exactly. of ourselves and our partners, and we don't calculate for change, which I find really curious, because change happens every day, every 24 hours, the sun comes up, it's a new day. So expecting to do the same thing with the same person all the time is not accomplished. You can't accomplish that. No, no. And so when I'm really glad you brought that up about not only our gay friends, but also our younger friends that are, you know, working from from different attitudes. And yet the and then there's the whole idea that, you know, some people I've, I've worked with that just can't see past the ring and the gown and the. You know, the whole dream of the marriage and not getting past that. Now, when we're talking about contracts, we are also looking at the contracts for especially the partner that decides who's going to stay home with the children. Mm -hmm. Now, we're going to talk about this outside of marriage because um, we... In marriage, the, you have these expectations, like well, like Kelly was saying, that you know the, the, husband, the husband works, works and the wife, and the wife stays, stays home, home and, with the kids, mm-hmm. and so we're just moving away from that and go, okay, now we, there's no marriage and we're in just relationships, mm-hmm. okay, where we're going to contract. A lot of the things that we should be talking about with our partner is number one, okay, who's going to stay home with the children? Right. How are we going to raise this child? Am I going to be getting? Um, any kind of compensation for staying home and raising the children because now I'm losing my income. Mm-hmm. And so now if you can't afford to, you know, this all it depends on how, what you can afford, mm-hmm. you know, so you have to take that into consideration. But the contracts have to be 
really thought out. Right. And you, I think too, I mean, everybody thinks of a contract as a financial obligation, but you have to look at time, finances, what you're willing to invest with your heart, because having that emotional contract too is really important, especially when it comes to uh, any kind of intimate relationship, whether you're going to have, you know, kids with this person. Um, I think it's really important to talk about those kinds of things. Um, belief systems, you know, sometimes people from different belief systems and or political parties should not live in the same house. Uh, I have no kind of affiliation like that. So, you know, it just dep- you have to really sit down and discuss what your beliefs are. My perfect, perfect relationship is this you both live in different homes amen and when you go on booty calls (laughs) absolutely i'm horny come over yep okay and the children can be you know well you take off a weekend and you spend that weekend and you have Mm -hmm. the kids all weekend or four days and blah 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 you work that out right and the kids live with you sometimes the kids live this way if you do want to have another relationship, which should be an honest situation, the other per- the per- the partner knows. So you go, okay, well, you know, this this guy or this gal is really turning me on, and so what do we do? So you say, well, you go and see if that's what you want, and that to me is a perfect relationship because mm-hmm. you're still choosing to be with each other, mm-hmm. and then you come together when you come together. But you don't have that. And if you want to stay at each other's homes, that's fine. Have that's sleepover. fine. Sleepover have sleepovers. Have sleepovers. Yeah. But go away from each other because you end up really being excited then about seeing each other. Well, yeah. You have Day something in, to look forward to. I call it the toilet seat, the, the being in the toilet routine, where if you are in the bathroom when your partner's on the pot, get the heck out. Get out. <laughs> Go away. Don't be in my bathroom. That's so annoying. Go away. Not That is not intimacy. Unless you're invited in to be in the shower together or if you want to have sex on the toilet, fine. But don't be there for other things. Don't be so uh, that, the person butt. that you cannot even go to the bathroom in together. Peace, uh, yes. In peace. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, oh, my Italian. I'm my gonna... Italian's going, look, ah! You know, because you know, my bathroom's my refuge. Nobody, even if I have guests, I have two bathrooms. Go to the other bathroom. Don't go in mine. It's my refuge. Yeah, it's sacred space. Absolutely. And you need that. Exactly. I love that. Mm-hmm. You have to. It should be sacred love. Mm-hmm. Love should be sacred and not made up into whatever society has made it into now. And that has a lot to do with just a lot of old habits, a lot of old rituals, things that we don't need anymore because we've absolutely put this into a, into a perspective people can't live, it, live up to. Mm-hmm. You cannot live up to the dream. The Brady Bunch doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> and that was only a TV show, you know. Yeah, and the mother was having sex with the son. I mean, really. Did you know that? Yeah, her and um, – what was her name? She, she – uh, Hey, this was in the tabloids. I'm not making this up. All right. He, she was having an affair with the uh, oldest kid. Good for her. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> you know. Okay. I believe it's time to have a few sips of tea and honey. And afterward, we will come back and talk with Kelly Piscopo. 
Back in a breath and a sip. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Visit LoriJ.com to find out more about Lori J and her services as a psychic intuitive reader and past lives channel. Be sure to pick up Lori J's book, Don't Get Married, Get a Five-Year Contract, available on Amazon.com. With cheating and the divorce rate so high, why not look at commitment and marriage from a different point of view? You'll view relationships in a whole new light, one that you've probably never thought of before. Don't get married, get a five-year contract. Find out more at LoriJ.com. Are you someone who strives to accelerate your spiritual growth, living authentically? Everyone wishes they had a pipeline to higher wisdom to help them understand their life and manifest a new point of view. Join Holly and Paul Marwood, who will serve as your guides on Soul Genesis. They will share inspired guidance from the High Council of Orion, which can turn your questions into answers and your problems into solutions. Tune into Soul Genesis, live every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. The 7th Wave Channel. On the Voice America Network. You are listening to Contract for Love. To reach Lori J or her guest, please call toll free 1 866 472 5795. That's 1 866 472 5795. Or send an email to Lori J at LoriJ.com. Now, back to Contract for Love. Good afternoon. Lori J. here, and she's with Kelly Piscopo. <laughs> and Kelly and I are going to be talking a little bit, in, not a little bit, a lot in this segment about intimacy. Because we brought it up in the last segment, and we realized how important it truly is. Intimacy is uh, so much a part of That is what your relationship is. You, you know, you have a relationship with somebody and you want that to be an intimate relationship or grow to be an intimate relationship. Now, this is what I want to say. Oh, my hands are waving in the air. <laughs> um, the, a lot of people feel that the first date they go out, the first date, they're already naming their children. Wow. And, you know, is this, is he is or he is the she one? the one? Yes. Yeah. The, the one. What in the world That's does that so mean? Sad. Only one? You only mean you one? only get one? <laughs> no. I don't want just one Me anymore. <laughs> it's like eating a M&M. How do you do that? I can't do that. It's not possible. One potato chip for exactly. the rest of your life. Well, that's why sexual honesty is so important in an intimate relationship. You know, I hear some my friends talking about how they feel uncomfortable in certain situations, but they're also uncomfortable talking about it with their intimate partner. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So you're going to put yourself in an uncomfortable situation so that you can't share that intimacy on a level where you can both connect, where you're not feeling comfortable. You're going to pull in and the walls are going to be closed. So you're not really connecting. You're just there. 
And then what, when that happens, how do you possibly feel like you want to be romantic or be loving and gentle and touching? And that's a big thing, touching in relationships after you're together for a while. Mm-hmm. You forget to touch one another. You forget to look in each other's eyes when you're talking. That is so sexy. Absolutely. To just not looking in your eyes, Kelly. So, <laughs> and and no, Kelly and I are straight people, but <laughs> but it's it's exactly it's, that though. It's, it's that intimate. human connection. It's yeah. that intimacy that you establish in any relationship. You know, a lot of times we uh, have what we call hallway <laughs> sex when we're married, where you pass each oh, other by cool. each. No, you pass each other in the hallway. You yeah. say, "Screw you, screw you," and that's hallway <laughs> sex. <laughs> No, see, I was thinking something totally different. I was like, oh, yeah, you could have a moment of, yeah, as you pass. Throw me up against the wall? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's in the beginning. But then after that, that's that's what it (laughs) evolves into. It doesn't really uh, catch where it it needs to catch, so to speak. (laughs) (laughs) So um, what we're trying to, what we, not trying, what we are talking about is not just how um, relationships fall apart, but what can we do to help them survive? And because I do believe in long-term relationships, I think it's wonderful to be able to be with a person that I feel that fire with. Mm -hmm. And I think I've mentioned this before, that people will say, well, it's okay, at least I'll just be with my best friend. No, no. I say, no, no, no. Don't do that to yourself because I have plenty of best friends. Yeah, if I have a I'm, lot of best friends. I don't want to yeah, marry them. No, and if I'm going to be it, my last breath, I want to have my hand in the hand of the person that lights my fire like nobody else. Exactly. And my that passion. Uh, yes, and then have all my good friends around them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. There's but, so many nuances, so many yeah. facets to love. Um, I, I people think that you know if you have a significant other, you can love that person, and then you can't really love anybody else. There's so many levels to it you know I have so many male friends that I love on a deep level and some of them I can actually say I love more than my ex-husbands um so I think the key to like you said any relationship is this communication this honesty and this intimacy that we share yes um and being real with each other I think a lot of times we silence ourselves or self-edit because we don't want to hurt the other person's feelings or because we're uncomfortable expressing how we feel, you know, you don't want to say, honey, you know, I would really like it if I could get dressed up in a little French maid outfit and then you can come home and I can put the dinner on the table and then you can throw everything off the table and we can just make <sighs> love on the kitchen table. How many times do you do that when you're married? You, you don't. And you know what I would, you know, I, well, I'm still waiting for, <laughs> I'm still waiting for. I want to go out with my, but separate from my my partner, mm-hmm. and have him pick me up in a bar. Oh, I think that's uh, so, do do so that stranger cool. thing, the stranger thing, yeah. and then go, you know, and then you know, and do all the all the wonderful things that you do when you first oh, yeah. meet your uh, passion in the in the, and then go. 
then of course have it be a lounge in a in a hotel would be even better. So this way I can just go up in in the finish room. Finish up. Yeah. Yep. Because that you know those kinds of things are exciting and it's excitement that leaves marriages. And the, uh, I think I hear that the most, along with people not receiving in their relationship what they want from their partner, either emotionally, uh, physically, um, spiritually, in, in many of those areas. And by the way, spirituality and sexuality are together. So if you're feeling that, you know, maybe we're talking sexually and we're not talking about our spirituality, we are talking about spirituality. Spirituality and sexuality are connected. Oh, absolutely. And that is the strongest form of feeling another person's aura. Their their, their, uh, entire energy vibration, if you have a harmonious energy vibration, especially during a sexual relationship, you're, you're going to the moon. Yeah, that's what you know? they call making magic. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and it is magic. And there are going to be those relationships that aren't. Absolutely. And another thing I want to clear up, that, and this is per, just from my opinion, my personal opinion, there are more than one soulmate. I hear oh, this. Yeah. I hear this all the time. Well, I think I've found my soulmate, and I'm not making fun of that. Do not get me wrong, because people have just misinformation. You know, go ahead. Yeah, Kelly. I think that you know. Again, it's that fairy tale thing. There's one person in the world for you that's your perfect mate. Um, I can speak from my own experience and say, nope, there's more than one. Um, you just have to stop marrying them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm over that now. But I, like I said, I still love, there are things I love about them dearly, and I remember all of them fondly. Some of them I speak to, some of them I don't. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that's one of the key things is to be able to live your life authentically, whether it's with someone or not in relationship. Know what it is that you really, really need before you bring somebody else into your circle. Mm-hmm. What, what do you need? You and I talked about passion. You and I are very passionate people. We're Italian. Yes. We need to have that fire. Oh, God, yes. But you have to look at the opposite side of the coin, too. When you have that passion and fire, sometimes that can be a little annoying. I know that sometimes I'm really intense for some people. So taking into consideration and allowing and being able, again, to dialogue in an honest and intimate way about what you need, whether it's sexually, emotionally, physically or spiritually we have to be able to know what we need and then be able to present that to the person that you want to share an intimate relationship with and that's what makes that relationship last absolutely and you know so if you're looking for the long-term loving relationship it it's not work it's not work and when people say relationships are work there's something that means that you're gone. doing it wrong. Yeah, there's something that's gone awry. Yeah, if sex is work, <laughs> you're doing it wrong, honey. It should be fun. <laughs> you got that right. And if touching your partner has become something that you just don't ever want to do, you've got a there's a it's definite, time to go. Yeah, there's a problem within the marriage and or the relationship, and you need to face that. It's not an easy thing to face, but at the same time, why are you being dishonest with your partner? And yourself. Yes. You know, it's like we talked about as well, the, the people that stay married for the sake of the children. You know, I have a few friends that have done that as well. 
And I can honestly see where that's benefited the children at all. They knew full well that their parents weren't getting along. They knew that their parents were staying together because <laughs> of them. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that didn't really work out either. So although we have the best intentions of wanting to stay together, as I found out in my own relationship, um, we have more togetherness in our separateness than we ever had when we were married Oh, I love that. It, I do, too. I it's an amazing that. relationship. I'm so thankful that after six marriages, <laughs> I can finally have a decent relationship with somebody who I'm not married to. Yes. And how exciting that can be. Yeah. And that that new excitement of, and that's what people do, is they start to feel that excitement and they get lost in the thought of the dream that might not be what you truly will want in the long run. So you've got to be, it's, it's being careful, being honest, being communication. Yeah, and not to be attached to the outcome of things, too. I mean, we all have these plans that we make and the universe laughs and does something else. Absolutely. So, okay, so you want to have a happy marriage, so you dream about having this happy marriage, but what are you doing? Or happy relationship or happy life? What do, you, what do we do for ourselves? What is your daily ritual of loving yourself? How do you love yourself? And if you love yourself, then you can be able to share that and express that with another person. Well, we've talked about that before, uh, falling in love with you, Mm -hmm. falling in love with yourself. Because if you're in love with yourself, other people will be in love with you. Yeah, it's the energy. And and, there's many people, and and a lot of men that I will just go up to and just hug and say, oh, I I, I just like find your you mm-hmm. I just find you absolutely adorable or attractive and you know there's a lot of women that'll sit down at my my table when I'm doing readings or things like that or come in for readings and I tell them wow you are really beautiful and they look at me like why are you saying that Lady, to me you crazy what yeah. do you want and and it's because people aren't hearing it enough you mm-hmm. need to show people whether you know, you, if we had a more loving type relationship like that, do you, if, um, you know, just a hug, mm-hmm. hug. When you feel an energy, hug it. <laughs> Absolutely, like a tree yeah. or, but yeah. Yeah. I think we've gotten used to that. Like we talked about the marriage games, the, the blackmail of "I love you." You know mm-hmm. that it comes with strings attached, and we have to realize that. There are no strings with love. Love is supposed to give you wings, not trap you. So uh, just remember to be free. You know, give uh, and receive freely. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I do too. Oh, no strings, but no wings. No strings, but wings. Yeah. Yes, girl. Yeah, and then you can't, you know, and then you talk to each other and figure out how you really want to make this relationship be just moment to moment. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about the commitment word. Well, and that's what makes it it exciting. Yes. Don't talk about commitment. Are you going to be committed to me? No. Run. If somebody wants to commit to you immediately, run. Run. Committing people is what they do to crazy people, right? Yeah. Yeah. They shouldn't even be doing that because most crazy people are Are not so crazy. Yeah, they're Mm -hmm. not so crazy. They're usually plugged into something. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. So... You know, okay, Kelly, we've got two minutes, so to speak. So, <laughs> so to speak, because I don't, I go by moments. So, um, give us something. What do you want to say to everybody? 
I just want to say, like Lori said, just love yourself because once you begin to recognize all the beautiful things you are, then it all comes to you. Um, a lot of times we rely on people to tell us who we are, what they see in us. Look at yourself. Look in the mirror. Say, I love you to yourself until you actually believe it. And there's a lot of people that have a tough time looking in the mirror. And so that is something I'm going to say to, to our listeners every day. Spend five minutes looking in your eyes in the mirror and telling yourself, I am in love with me. I am love. And if you do that, then you will have no difficulty contracting for love. That's what we need to do. And so I would like to thank all the listeners I absolutely adore that you're tuning in and listening. Please come back because we have so much more to share with you next week. And so I want you to make sure you take those long sips of tea and honey and also a lot of very deep, delicious breaths. And always remember, you are the perfect and perfect piece of the perfect puzzle. See you next week. Love you. Thanks for tuning in to Contract for Love. Be sure to join Lori J. next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave channel. We'll talk more next week.